Welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Kyle Brown. This is the second part of my interview with Craig Kessler, Director of Governmental Affairs for the Southern California Golf Association. Last time we covered the politics of water and golf in the West, and today we're talking about how superintendents can do something about it. Let's get to it. You talked about these dialogues that you guys are establishing as task forces, trying to actually open up the conversation. Can you tell me a little bit about what that conversation looks like and why it's important to be involved in that conversation? Well, that conversation literally comes down to the laws that regulate the spigot for water. So the industry, and in this case superintendents, many of whom sit around the table, are able to weigh in on the specifics of legislation, how it affects their operations and their business. And then the second great subject, the laws are just the letters on a piece of paper. How are they interpreted and how are they specifically administered by those agencies charged with executing. And that's who we meet with on a more regular basis. And thus you're able to sit down there and develop a close personal relationship. Cases of Los Angeles and San Diego, literally with the persons, that same thing in the Coachella Valley, with the persons who will be visiting your course, assessing things, assigning you a budget, based upon pretty good science, which is built in this case into some state legislation that all water districts have to follow by the year 2020. So you develop a relationship with those who might be drafting the actual laws themselves, with those who are administering them, and administering them on a broad policy level, but also administering them by the people who visit your golf course and make the difference as to how you might be responding to these things. And then I think that one of the benefits in the longer run is that things that no one would have dreamed possible uh, um, four or five years before getting together suddenly become possible because of the the energy that's literally created by bringing everyone together uh, in, a, in sort of a common cause. I think the mistake that uh, not only the golf industry but a lot of industries make is being so frightened of the political process that it's almost like, well, if we, we're scared to talk to them. If we don't talk to them, mm -hmm. things will be better. I guarantee you things will be worse. We'll always be better if you talk to them. The other thing that happens is, is going in with a very adversarial tack. We found that if, if you indicate to regulators, our goal is to get you to the goal that, you, that you've been ordered to, to get to. We just ask that you work with us to do it in a way that per sound business and agronomic practices. And I've not seen one regulatory agency that hasn't been excited about doing it that way. There are some in our business who think somehow that these regulatory agencies really don't like us or are trying to put us out of business. Nothing could be further from the truth. They just want to do their jobs, and their job is to make sure that in a place like Southern California, that when we turn the, the spigot in the morning, that water comes out and that there's enough water long-term to provide sustainability for a growing population and to accommodate the economy. And they're prepared to work with industries so that they can use their expertise, in this case it's golf course superintendents who have a substantial mm -hmm. amount of it, they can use their professional expertise to fulfill a goal but do it through perhaps means that the regulators just didn't understand. Where I think industries and golf has gotten into trouble in the past is coming in with a chip on its shoulder that somehow these regulators don't like us, don't understand us, they're, they're big government, they're big something or whatever it may be, fill in the blank. If they begin to think, well, well, wait a minute, this is an industry that hasn't come to talk to us about get, helping us get to our goal, they're going to impede what we're trying to do, and they're not going to respond to carrots. We're going to have to get out our sticks and beat them. And then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
And by doing this, that's what we avoid. And then ultimately, if you develop a good trust, then these, these regulatory bodies will share with you, can brainstorm about long-term issues like five years and seven years out. Every business understands that it isn't so much the mandates that get put on you. It's the surprise factor and the fact that the mandates also mandate means. Uh, and I always preach to regulatory agencies, just tell us, if you tell us where we need to be by a date sufficiently in advance, that we can modify our businesses and our ways of doing it. We can do it in a way that makes sense. We hmm. can probably always do it. What we can't do, well, there's a, I'm not going to mention which one. There's a nearby water agency you know, that waited too long. They showed lack of vision and had to come up with an emergency ordinance, had to draft it literally within a few weeks. It's badly drafted. And so we're going to have to hmm. go back in. And, and, and again, shame on them, but also perhaps shame on the golf industry for not having reached out and recognizing that this day would come and get out in advance. And that's part of my job as government affairs uh, director for Southern California Golf Association is to sort of uh, go out proactively even when there's no problem. I don't let that sleeping dog lie because you can see that long term, particularly if we're in a period of mega drought, which is the great fear in the southwest or in Southern California, that even if it rains 27 inches here next year, it's an extraordinarily wet year. That'll take some pressure off. But that doesn't change the long-term dynamic that we have to a lot of work to do, and it's going to cost a lot of money in Southern California to build the infrastructure necessary to get us from where we are today to where we need to be to accommodate a dynamic, growing economy, which requires a dynamic, growing, and burgeoning population. Longer term, this problem is not going to go away. And one of the jokes I always tell is that a moment like this is not a good moment to get things done, because literally, our regulators are way too busy trying to manage things. We get a lot done when it's raining. And the time to get things done is when the world is not looking, the press is not writing stories, and the regulators have more time to sit with you and brainstorm about proactive, positive, creative solutions to a long-term problem. And I've been saying this recently because it's difficult to get their attention. <laughs> How does a superintendent get involved in this, even super local, you know, how, how do they get involved? First, get involved with your GCSA chapter. Every one of them in California has a very viable government affairs committee. And then the state chapter, which exists entirely for this purpose, really, has a statewide chapter. And I think that's the first contact point for involvement. Now, if you're in California, that contact point will put you in touch with all the other chapters, will put you in touch with the amateur associations, the professional sections, the club managers. And in California, that will also put you in touch with, if your GCSA has seats on the board of directors of the California Alliance for Golf, which is sort of the organization of all the organizations, again, specifically for the purposes of advocacy, just by going to the meeting. And actually, I'm just volunteering to serve on the committee. Someone will chair it who's somewhat of a veteran. You are instantly hooked in. From there, it's, it's pretty much of a snap. So if what I explain doesn't necessarily exist in other places in the country, just creating that structure will allow people to become easily involved without having to find their way to water board meetings or find their way to their legislator's office they just find their way to the GCSH, and if they don't, their GCSH chapter doesn't have a government affairs committee, start one. 
You can get some assistance from the national office in Lawrence. They, you know, they have the Government Affairs Department. They'll tell you how to do that or maybe put you in touch with best practices from other parts of the country or through a regional representative. And then from there, it'll begin to take care of itself. Talking to you about this, I'm actually I'm really excited to see where this goes from here. I really appreciate you taking the time to explain the situation and help point us in the right direction. Thanks so much for your help with this today. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Kyle Brown. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.